Welcome back, everybody. You can reach me at Tony Chapman on Twitter, Tony Chapman Reactions, LinkedIn. And do you hear me now? I was just called. Somebody wrote in, you know, phone if you've got, you know. Do you wake up every day as an angry, narcissist, conservative, disillusioned, loudmouth? Well, I'll tell you something. I spent 30 years as an entrepreneur. Didn't lose money one year, so I'm pretty confident. Employed a lot of people in my height, 120 people. Most of them are still friends. Paid a lot of taxes. Created a lot of product that we exported around the world. So if I'm loud about what's happening right now in Canada, put up with it. And if you don't like it, tune me out. Because what I want to talk to you now about is small business. And to set the tone, have you ever been in a headlock? I'm not talking about your uncle put you in a playful headlock and gave you that noogie on that. Have you ever been in a headlock where somebody just squeezes your head? You feel their bicep pushing into one ear and, the other, and their forearm against your jaw? Do you feel like you're getting squeezed and twisted to the point where you can't breathe and you're wondering if you're going to even survive? Well, welcome to small business in Canada. Welcome to small business in Canada. It's not small, by the way. There's 1.2 million privately held businesses that employ people in Canada. Add the people that work from home or they're self-employed, it takes it up to 3 million people. In most provinces are over 30% of the growth domestic product. They spent billions upon billions on research and innovation. They're the ones that are thinking forward. They're, they're playing in a game of risk. Oh, they're getting rich. You know what? They're risking their family, their mortgages. They're risking everything they have, and more often than not, almost every occasion, they're paying their employees first. That's what a small business person does. A small person believes that their destiny is a matter of choice, not chance. They're not working some public service program where they have a secure job, guaranteed pension for life. What they have is what they make. They eat what they kill. So you think if we were a, a, a democratic country, if we're a country that believes in capitalism, if we're a country that wants to pay more minimum wage, which we all do, if we're a country that wants to have more innovation, more jobs, if we want a country that was, when our students graduate, we open our arms and welcome, you think we would embrace our small business, our warriors, the men and women, the people that are born in Canada, have come from different parts of Can uh, the world, set up shop and said, I'm going to take a risk on my ingenuity. I'm going to take a risk on my effort, and I'm going to do everything I can to make things happen. So how do we treat these people? How, 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 do, we treat, how do we treat these people? Are we, are, are we listening to what they have to say? Because our finance minister, Bill Morneau, says that, you know what, this is a consultative process, and if we're going to change the rules, I'm willing to listen. I would be anxious to hear people's points of view. We have a consultation process that's going on. If there's points of view on exactly how that should be determined, we'll listen. Well, listen, I'm on right now, 416-872-1010. Mr. Morneau, let's have this conversation, because here's what I think. I think you're trying to change the tax rules. Oh, my, you must be going after, you're going to turn these guys upside down and shake them. What are you going after? Well, maybe 250 million, which everybody's disputing. Are you're going to, everybody's disputing $250 million is what you're going to get out of this. They think it's a lot less, but what are you doing? You're killing their spirit. You spent, you have a $28 billion deficit. You spent over $4 billion your first 100 days in office and not $1 was spent, of that was spent in Canada. $4 billion, and yet you're going to squeeze our small business people? You're saying, well, you know what? I don't think it's fair the way they're paying taxes. Well, go after them because you're, you're guaranteeing them a pension when they retire, right? Like you do your, your, your public service pension. 
Right? When they retire, you're going to give them 70, 80 percent of the last couple of years, and then they're going to have that for life, and they're going to have survivor benefits, and they're going to have health benefits, and uh, all the benefits of their Oh, no, they don't get that from you? You're not paying the small business people the same pension you're paying the people that work for you in government. So why are you going after them? Well, they say, you know, there's, there's some stuff that we're, we're, we're really passive investment income. Uh, it, uh, this is money that a small business person leaves in a corporation rather than investing it directly. They put it in the bank. It's a cushion. It's something for a rainy day. Well, they don't like that. They want to take you, you take the cash out and give me the tax now. Well, the small business people come back and say, well, how about if there's a rainy day? How about if I'm in Alberta and suddenly the price of oil drops? How about if I'm in Ontario and suddenly new government legislations make it impossible or my energy bill to make profit and I need that money to make payroll? No, you make that money, take it out and pay for it. Income sprinkling. How dare you when you're in an organization think of this as a family business? Well, why would you think it's a family business? I mean, you're putting your mortgage on the line. You're putting your assets on the line. You're putting your entire family's livelihood on the line. And if you got divorced owning it, half the value of that business would go to your spouse, but I'm not allowed to share the income with them, right? I mean, how is that possible? And the third thing they're talking about is, is, this, uh, is this, just this whole, this concept, this narrative that they're rich and we're going to take from the rich and give it to the poor. Small business is the backbone of our economy. These are the, they are st- they are struggling to make ends meet. 400,000 were located in Ontario, and we're also dealing, you're talking about that headlock? I got the bicep from the federal government, and now I got this forearm coming at me with Kathleen Wynne panhandling for the present to try to get back in office all on the backs of small business. This is wrong. We're going to come back later on and talk to Dan Kelly, who's the CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, who wasn't invited in the consultations with Kathleen Wynne. But right now, I want to open the line. Stephen, what do you think about this? I think our federal government's got it all wrong. I had a tornado hit my place four and a half years ago. The lawyer, if he doesn't get paid up front, has to pay taxes on 50%. Um, my wife has been, is in America. She can't get a visa to come to Canada. She's been, uh, I talked to a couple of people that are turning around in small business. One does $130 million a year in business. And um, through a series of them, and he takes over businesses. They can't get credit. And under these new rules, people won't be able to save enough money because when you don't need money, you have banks that are credit available. But when you get a windstorm or something else that demolishes your business, the banks aren't there. Listen, I appreciate your call. 416-872-1010. We're going to stand today for small business. You're driving. You're going to grip your steering wheel harder. You're going to honk your horn. Do whatever you can. Get on our website. Get on our Facebook page. Click on the link. Write your MPs and say, this is not who I elected. This government does not represent my values. I happen to think small business is the backbone of this economy. We want to help them succeed. We do not want to pour cement at their feet. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, to Dan Kelly, the CEO of Canadian Federation of Independent Business. We're going to hear more from you talking about making a stand for small business. Tony Chapman in for Jim Richards. We're talking about a vice grip. What's happening to small business in Canada over the summer holidays with little consultation, a massive change. It was a tax law, the mathematical formulas. You'd have to be a doctorate in mathematics to figure out how it's going to go. But for some reason, we think it's all about trying to keep small business competitive.
What we want is we want the businesses to continue to be able to invest. And the, the reason we have a small business rate is that that allows small businesses to invest in their business, to create growth, to create jobs. We want to maintain that advantage. What we're really talking about here is making sure that people don't seek unfair approaches to lower their tax rate that someone else couldn't seek. So you're taking $250 million of your estimates out of small business, the money that could go to recreating. I want to go to Dan Kelly, CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Thanks for joining me, Dan. Anytime at all. So am I off, am I off? Am I ranting, or is this how your <laughs> members are feeling? Hey, I love the rant, and uh, it's, it's something I've heard from dozens and dozens of business owners over the last number of weeks who are starting to figure out what the federal government has afoot. Uh, you know, nobody has any issue. Nobody takes any issue. People are setting up fake companies in order to take advantage of some of the small business tax revisions. Uh, let's throw the book at them. If there are people that are shifting money overseas to try to avoid taxes, let's throw the book at them. If there are, you know, but but we're talking about undoing many of the provisions that were put in place by liberal and conservative governments over the last couple of decades to try to help small and medium-sized businesses grow, to help them pump money back into their business so that they can create more jobs in society. And we're talking about ending many of those important provisions. This is a full-out attack on the small business corporate tax rate. And when I look at what's happening uh, at the federal and provincial level with, uh, with labor laws under review uh, in Ontario, Alberta, British Columbia now, uh, minimum wages expected to go up to 15 bucks an hour, and we've got these uh, federal changes in addition to Canada pension plan in premiums increasing for seven straight years in a row, EI rates going up next year, five years of carbon tax increases scheduled starting next year. I don't know how many more knocks the small business community in Canada can take. Dan, I talked to the, I was hosting the Restaurant Canada uh, Conference Thought Leadership Series for three days, and I got to meet a lot of restaurants. You know, there's not a person I've met that said, I would love to be able to pay people more. Nobody's against $15, $20, as long as their business is growing, as long as they have an opportunity to succeed. Everybody just thinks, all oh, these greedy owners, these, there's so many of them just hanging in. What are you going to do? What can we do to support you to push back on the, what, what I consider just to be these punitive, punitive uh, things happening both with federal and provincial government? Yeah, well, the, the first thing that needs to happen on the federal tax changes is uh, members of parliament, particularly liberal members of parliament, need to start hearing from business owners uh, their degree of alarm with respect to these changes. Now, this is complex stuff, as you were saying. This is not easy to understand. That you know, Somebody was joking that the tax code is written in Greek and then the, even the accounting interpretation is written in Latin. So then there's a small business owner trying to make heads or tails of what's about to, the, the freight train that's coming at them. But we need to have business owners letting their members of parliament know that this is serious stuff. How do they do that? How, I don't want to just have business owners. I want Canada. I want all of us to, sta to stand with small business. So how do, what, what can we do? Write our members of parliament? Members, you know, there's there's nothing that look. The way that this is going to be won or lost is not through the consultation period with scintillating submissions to the Department of Finance. The way this is going to be won or lost is whether or not members of Parliament hear enough from average Canadians, business owners in particular, that say that this is going to set our economy back, that this is going to harm the very things that the that the government is is seeking to to help grow in the country. Dan, Dan, I really appreciate certainty, and the and the MPs need to hear the their phones need to ring off the hook. Dan, I really appreciate you coming and joining me. I know you've got an incredibly busy schedule. We will do our part 
Tell your members we're on their side. You should see the board lighting up. You should see some of the stories. I appreciate you calling. I'm going to go to a couple more calls. I hope you can listen in just because I know what you do every day is represent people like this. Let's go to Cheryl. Yeah, I, I just I just get so frustrated listening to, to the government saying this and saying that. They're, they, they, they're not looking for small business. I have a girlfriend. Um, they've been in small business for a long time, and they had a great year last year, and this year has been absolutely brutal. But the tax department is demanding that they pay their GST and whatever other tax that they that they have to pay based on last year's numbers, not like giving them an example of the what they've made so far this year. No, no, based on last year's numbers, and they're looking at six thousand dollars that have to come out of their pocket sometime in the next week to go to Revenue Canada that they're not going to get back, of course, until they file their taxes at the end of this year, if you know what I'm saying. So there's $6,000 that they need to help them keep going, get by, pay their mortgage, put food on the table, put a little bit back into the business, maybe do some advertising, and the government's saying, no, no, you, you need to get that piece and you need to give it to us now. Cheryl, I appreciate the call. This is the stories I'm getting. They're all highly personal. They're about security, surviving finding a way to invest. There are people that are they're, they're, they're raising taxes, charging you more for permits. You got a truck on the road, I want more. All these little hidden taxes. Landlords in the city, you can only raise your rent 1%, but I could charge you 5% more for water. The system's broken. We've got to push back. I want to go to a tax specialist who's really studied this. Trevor, what's your thoughts on this? Tony, thanks again for bringing this up. We've been waiting for for this and the critical thing as dan said is we got to get this to main street uh all of the submissions will be wonderful but the average canadian has to understand that they've got skin in the game and it's not just small business uh canadians love their health care system and i can tell you i know of at least two dozen doctors that are currently planning exit to the united states and if donald trump gets his tax plans through and you know the gop is going to push to get that thing through as Ross Perot said, that giant sucking sound, that's going to be the sound of doctors relocating. So there's something for the average Canadian to sink their teeth into. The, what also bothers me here, I mean, the, the, the complexity is terrifying, but you will have CRA crawling up an orifice every year because they're going to basically come in and say, for instance, if you're going to pay dividends to your adult children, they are going to reasonableness test that. Now, I assure you that, I, or I'm pretty sure that when Mr. Morno attended the LSE, that he was paid, that his tuition was funded with dividends. Uh, you also have the specter of CRA determining whether your business is active or passive, so whether you can have deferral or not. So the complexity is Herculean, and the, the specter of further government or intervention is utterly terrifying. What is galling, however, is not only that it's Marxist, because they're dressing this up in the terms of class warfare, which is un-Canadian at a fundamental level, but that Mr. Morneau is a hypocrite of the first order, another Rosedale radical who went, went off and studied okay, at the Trevor, LSE, Trevor, like, yeah. I, 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 because we're run out of time, listen, I love your passion. I don't want to turn this into a personal attack. I want to turn this into an attack on the system. Thank you for calling in. If you walk into your small business coming in for a day, trying to make some money. At the end of the day, enough profit, you get grabbed. Somebody squeezes you in a headlock, and the bicep happens to be the federal government squeezing you. There's no guaranteed pension for you at the end of all this. There's no guarantee you can pay your employees, but they're squeezing you for money. And then on the other side, you got a provincial government. Yeah, I'm sorry your energy costs 
are, are so high. I'm sorry we're hitting you with this and this and this and this tax and this tax and this tax. It used to be the small business were dying from a thousand penknife wounds. Well, now there's machetes coming at you. We're making a stand for small business. Someone just wrote, remember, you can send a letter to your M- MP or your senators, postage free. Put sacks of mail in their desk. Have them. I, can't, I don't want them to be able to open the door to walk in. That's how mad we should be about this. And I want to hear how you're feeling about small business. Are you going to make a stand with me, Scott? Yeah, my, uh, my protest is I'm shutting my business down after 14 years. Enough is enough. I've known for the last several years that this province doesn't want small businesses. It's way too costly for the bureaucracies to uh, to look at. Now the feds are pulling the same stunt, so it's time to pack it all in. What do you do, Scott? I have a lighting business, uh, which is even worse because uh, I have to compete against uh, the public utilities for uh, for work. That's, uh, Scott, I'm sorry to see you're gone because it's, got, it's people like you, it's the soldiers like you that make our economy run. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Marianne, what, what's your thoughts on this? My thoughts are, you know, one small business, and there's people who are employed to manufacture, to ship, to deliver wholesale. There's the retail. There's expansion to franchise. There's expansion to a chain of restaurants or retail. I mean, one small business, if there is an incentive to create one, can make thousands and thousands of jobs. And the government does not create any money. It takes money from the employed voters that pay taxes. Kathleen Wynne keeps hiring these executives who only know about taking money. They refuse to balance their own budget. They can't keep taking money from the voters because they don't know how to balance a budget, hydro included. I appreciate your call. You know, when we run a $300 billion deficit, we elect a government that said they're going to come in at $10 billion and then just suddenly take it to $30 billion. And we don't do anything about it. But yet, this is the same governments that go after. Well, and this narrative, these small business guys are getting rich. They're hiding taxes. Man, there's so many people. I speak all over the country. I spoke to air conditioning contractors last year, last week in Quebec City. I'm going to be speaking to convenience store operators. I speak to entrepreneurs all the time. They're not driving up in Porsches and Bentleys. They're just trying to make a living, save enough so that they can retire with dignity. They have no guarantees. They have no certainties. And what we do, and then, you know, it's not just the federal government. Then you have uh, Kathleen Wynne panhandling for votes. And here's what she says. We need to make sure that in Ontario, if you are working full-time, if you are uh, earning a full-time wage, that you're actually able to look after yourself and you're actually able to look after your family in a decent way and in a fair way. And so, um, so that's, that's why we're making the changes that we're making. You want to make changes, Kathleen Wynne? Because I want people to make $25 an hour. Because I'm a consumer-driven marketer. I want consumers to have money to buy products, to go on vacations, to buy cars. That's how our economy works. You want to do that? Then you don't take us $300 billion in debt with nothing to show for it. You don't set up an economy that's not growing, that's not creating purposeful jobs, that's not creating a, a new economy. Yet this is what we need if we can grow our economy, grow our productivity. Wages will go up because there'll be no, more demand for people. There'll be more demand. People will come out of school going, I want you to come. No, come work for me. 
because their economy, their business is growing. And instead, you've poured so much cement, the two, two governments coming at it, and then you have the city of Toronto. Well, we'll take a little bit here. We'll take a little bit there. We're just, we're we're, we're just going to ask you for a little, or your permits are just going to cost a little bit more. Do you think that this is a golden goose? Do you think that this goose just lays eggs? You know how hard these people work every day just to make ends meet? And you know what? They're at a point of breaking, and some are already breaking. Mike, what do you have to say? Well, I've owned a couple electronic stores in Toronto, and um, my property tax of one of my properties is over $35,000. Um, in the past, I've actually had to make decisions on whether to pay that property tax or pay my employees. It's gone up so much that I've actually had to consider closing that store. Um, at one point, I had about five or six stores in the city. I'm down to about two. Um, retail's dying. Uh, property taxes are going up. Corporate taxes are going up. I have to pay payroll tax. I have to pay CPP for my employees, and I have to pay for my employees. And there's no extra money coming in. Mike, I appreciate your call. I, I hope you can find a way to do it. You know, a couple of people, I love these texts because they never pick up the phone. You know, soldiers, warriors, don't call sm small business. I'm not talking about fighting for the country, I'm, but I am talking about fighting for survival. And it's on their shoulders. There's no guarantees. They're not working for uh, a place where they know at the end of the game they've got retirement secure for life. They're putting their family's livelihood at risk every day. Yes, some are doing well, and I'm proud of them doing well because they're growing and they're building economies. But there's a lot of others that aren't. And someone else just said, hey, I just checked. The sky's not falling. Things are not as hopeless as you're suggesting. Absolutely right. I mean, Ontario's got $300 billion in debt. That is a skip in the park. And, you know, I feel proud of that $300 billion. We've got all brand new streetcars. We've got all brand new subway stations. All the garters being fixed. Healthcare is fantastic. Oh, well, where's that $300 billion gone? And why do we sell our surplus energy to the United States at a discount so they come and get our manufacturers and attract them down south. So yes, you know what? The sky is falling and it's time to stop and fight back because the people running this province and this country haven't been doing the kind of job they should be. It's Tony Chapman and for Jim Richards. We're talking about taking back Canada, standing for small business. We're going to take some more calls, 416-872-1010. I want to hear from small business owners. By the way, I'd love to see this transparency. If there's any tax planning that's been going on at the political level, like if it's making sure that we're not having taking advantage of any loopholes. Because what I'm talking about is our future. I, I'm not doing this to, to run for office. I've had a great run as a small business person for 30 years. I saw this coming and coming and coming. And what I want to do is to take advantage of the fact that I'm not afraid to come out and speak. And I want to speak alongside all of you and say, we, these politicians work for us. We pay their salary with our tax dollars and the money that they borrow on our behalf. We have a say in these matters. Small business is integral to our future. You can't bore your way forward. You have to grow your way forward. We have to increase our productivity. We have to put our priorities in place. We have to have a small business economy, a new economy. We've got a great country to live in. We can attract a lot of people in here. We've got all the resources that we need. We've got capital. We've got an opportunity to turn this thing around. But we're spending like drunken sailors. We're feeding the voters' sense of entitlement at a trough. And now we're having to pay the piper, and we're starting to turn people like small businesses upside down and try to shake the last 
last couple of loonies out of them, and I think it's wrong. Brad, what's your thought? Hi, Tony. I, I want to agree with what you said about uh, fear being a, a key thing in, in uh, running a small business right now. And I think that it's not the time to, as a small business owner, pinch, pin, uh, pinch pennies and, and try and reduce your size or your costs. There's more, there's other approaches that you can take to be competitive in the market, such as going after new technology, new products. Um, and at the end of the day, if you've maximized your advertising and you've done everything else and you go back to your business numbers and there isn't a profit there, you need to correct your market and raise your price. And um, recently I've just gone through this and after way too many sleepless nights, I corrected my market and, and boosted my price, and surprise, my clients were fine with it. They're, they're, they want to see me healthy and robust as a, as, a, as a business operator, and my clients have received it well. It wasn't even a problem. Brad, what so, business are you in, Brad? I'm in construction management. And you've done a lot. A lot of these are your loyal customers? Uh, no, I got new customers that I I, I've, I signed a contract yesterday, and I was 10% higher than everybody else. But I closed the deal. I showed them why they needed to go with me. I showed them my approach to their solutions that was should be important to them, and uh, and I closed the deal. Not a problem. And and so I'm not saying that it isn't. Hey, the 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 government imposed uh, changes are affecting me. Of course they are. And. I'm not saying that we should shut up and put up. What I am saying is, is, is we have to get our thinking caps on next election day, and that's really our only handle on this. As long as we go back and, and uh, put the Liberals back in, in, in power, and because our second cousin's gonna get, uh, not going to get a fair deal at their union job, then we're, we're, we're going to get what we deserve. Listen, I appreciate the call, and, I, I, and I'm glad you got a chance to raise your prices. We happen to be living in a world of abundance. There's too much and too many, chasing a finite amount of time and money. It's very hard to push prices increases through. You did it because it sounds like you're the kind of person that people want to do business with. That's wonderful that you don't always have the advantage of having that face-to-face -face relationship. I'm glad it worked for you. Mike, you have a question. What is it? Yeah. For your last caller, good points and everything, but every four years is the same thing. You've got your city workers, you've got your government workers that go for their increase in pay and increase in pension. The caller before that, $35,000 a year in property tax. For what? The odd snowplow to come by, taking care of the wages of the government employees and the, and the city employees. That's where all the property taxes are being raised. It's got to stop. Why are we on the backs? of our backs taking care of all the pensions for the city employees and the government employees. We have to take care of ourselves. Well, this no, is what no. this, we have to look care of theirs first. I, I appreciate your comment because I do think there's a civil war coming in this country. Right now it's going to be fought with ballots, but it, it could go the other way because there is a great divide happening between the people that have certainty, certainty in jobs and certainty in retirement and people that don't. I'm not anti-union. I'm not anti having your own pension. I'm very anti taxpayers on the dime for it. And, I'm, and I think that we've got to equalize the playing field it, because the people that think they've got this guarantee with the government, I've got to realize if the rest of the system collapses, they're going to collapse with it. This is not a war chest that you can keep boring on. Mark, your thoughts. Hi, Tony. I, I want to 
thank you for always hammering this home. Um, unfortunately, I believe the Liberals are going to get reelected in this province. They have given the old people free hydro for the next 25 years, and young people don't realize what these these two dollars are going to do to to everyone else. So they're going to get elected. But the Liberal government has sold Hydro One without a mandate. They brought in these new changes without a mandate. They never ran on it. They just decided to do it to get reelected. Someone said the other day, uh, you know, making a platform to get reelected is bad policy. Couldn't but- have been for that. Better. I, Mark, I couldn't agree with you more. My final Take Back Canada is going to be, does Kat have nine lives? That'll be on Friday, because I think she's panhandling so hard to get back in power, and that's something that I'm going to push back again. And by the way, so you know it, I used to be a liberal voter. I believe in social programs, providing we have an economy that can afford them. We can't just borrow for them.